Karen, your area of expertise is human papillomavirus, and I understand that it's not just one virus, but a hundred or more. Well, that's right, Carol. There's a, a large number of types of HPV that have been implicated in cancer, but it's actually, it's really in particular two of those types that are responsible for the vast majority of cancers and they're called HPV 16 and 18. And those types are the ones that are actually included in the vaccines that we've now had made available to us. I guess this is the key point of this whole series this week is that we now have yet another form of cancer that is, in essence, preventable. Yes, I think that... Really what we're seeing with HPV is just an incredible success story in cancer prevention. So this started first of all of course with vaccination of of girls and women in Australia because HPV has a very important role in cervical cancer and in fact HPV is responsible for virtually all cervical cancers. The types I just mentioned, 16 and 18, are responsible for about 70% of those cancers. So Five years ago in 2007, we had the implementation of the National HPV Vaccination Program in in girls and women in Australia. And that's really just had incredible effects already. For example, we've seen a drop in the number of young girls infected with HPV already. We've also seen a reduction in the numbers of high-grade abnormalities of the cervix, which are the precursor to cervical cancer. And we've seen a reduction in also anogenital genital warts, which are also caused by different types of HPV, which are also included in the vaccine. So in terms of what's happened in females, it's just a remarkable story. And we've really seen it play out actually in Australia before anywhere else in the world, because Australia was uh, one of the first countries to adopt the vaccine. And now it is uh, taking another step as of this year with the extension of that cervical cancer vaccine to boys. Well, that's right. So again, Australia is one of the first countries in the world to make this decision. So last year, the Pharmaceutical Benefits Advisory Committee recommended that young boys are included in the National HPV Vaccination Program, and that will roll out from this year. So what that means is it's, it's going to provide incremental benefits, actually, both to boys and girls. And I think what we have to remember here is that HPV is transmitted between males and females. So vaccination of females already was going to have some beneficial effects for males ultimately because it would cut off the circulation of the virus in the population. But by including young boys in the program, we have even greater coverage and we also have protection of um, the gay community. And so I think this really does provide an important incremental step to protecting males um, even further against HPV infection and the cancers that can be caused by it. My guest is Associate Professor Karen Canfell here at 12.33 at ABC Newcastle tying our series on HPV and in particular uh, the link to, uh, to throat cancers in men, tying it all up in a nice little bow for me. Karen, you mentioned there, of course, originally the vaccine was rolled out for girls to prevent cervical cancer. Uh, in boys, however, the two uh, nasty strains in particular of HPV, as you touched on there, not just the gay community, but the cancers that they can cause in men are equally as horrific. Well, that's right. There is a whole range of cancers that HPV can cause in men and also in women at sites other than the cervix. Um, these include anogenital cancers, but also cancers of the head and neck. 
And these are an important set of cancers. I think the complication is that not all of these cancers are caused by HPV, but still a significant fraction are, and probably that fraction is actually increasing in the case of head and neck cancers. And that's that's one of the things that um, Dr. Jonathan Clark was saying to me, that at this stage, you guys, the researchers, don't know why the the rate of it is increasing. Well, that's right. We we can't say definitively, but it certainly seems both in Australia and the US that that is happening. And a US study has recently shown that, that cancers of the head and neck, maybe now about 70% of them could be attributable to HPV. So that is a high proportion of those, of those cases. Gosh, and I was reading on one of the US websites, I think the, the CDC website or, or one of those, uh, suggesting that by 2020, indeed, the uh, oropharyngeal, the head and neck cancers in men, will outnumber cervical cancers. Well, yes, and I, I think that's that's an interesting statistic, but we do have to keep in mind that that's really relying on the success of ongoing cervical screening. So mm. I think the other message that we need to say here is that vaccination is a really wonderful thing and it's going to have important long-term effects for both men and women in Australia and, and in fact, in most developed countries that have implemented vaccine programs. But for women in particular, it's really important not to forget about cervical screening because that's really what's what's also protecting particularly older unvaccinated women against cervical cancer. And really the two preventative mechanisms need to work together for the foreseeable future. The main message here is that um, the vaccination program in females has been incredibly effective. Um, it's about 73% coverage in, in young girls in Australia. So there still is uh, one in four girls in Australia not being vaccinated. So I think for parents of both young girls and young boys at school, it's really important to see this as a long-term um, wonderful gift that you can give to your children in terms of cancer prevention. Mm. Karen, I, I have watched six hours of throat cancer surgery. You don't want your kids to go through it. I can promise you that. Yes, I can believe that.